Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. And uh, my name is Kathy Anello, and I'm here today with my co-host is Carrie Butler. And today we have a very special guest on our show. I am so excited to interview Dorena Kors, and she's known as the Space Doula. And she's a cluttering, clutter-clearing coach. Uh, Dorena's work centers around the belief that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world, and that by shifting the energies in your outer world, you can also shift these energies internally. And she has years of experience in organizing, decluttering, interior decorating, and she also has been leading divorce support groups. Her specialty is helping women get unstuck and move forward. And I think we can all relate to that. She does this by helping her clients create a vision of their highest self and one that includes, of course, our biggest dreams and desires. And then ensures that everything in their home is a reflection of that vision. And I so can relate to what that means because there is no better feeling for me than when I walk into my home and get that feeling of this is where I belong. So good morning, Dorena. I'm so excited to have you here this morning. Hey, Kathy. It's good to talk to you. (laughs) I'm very – Dorena, you and I met a little – I want to say two years ago. Yeah, it's been a couple and, years now, right? Yeah, in an online coaching group, and we had never met each other in person but had many conversations um, online and on phone. And then we were able to meet each other in person in Denver, Colorado at a, I think it was a I Can Do It con- um, conference for Hay House. And, and we just connected. And I, uh, when I tell people uh, my favorite Dorena story is you and me sitting in Pam Grout's uh, workshop together. Well, we did too. The one we walked out of or wanted to walk out of, which we won't mention, but <laughs> but you and I sitting in Pam Grouch and Pam Grouch says, walks out and says, who wants to manifest a million dollars? And nobody raised their hand but me. And I looked over at you and I'm like, I want a million dollars. <laughs> and it was so funny. And we just sat there and loved that whole workshop. And that was really a moment. And then we just have a great love for angels and all other kinds of things. So, uh, Carrie, I also want to say good morning to you. How's my Southern California girl? Oh, so good this morning. And um, we, we're we looking at sunny skies, my love. I know you're not, but we are. So Rain all day. We're, I know, baby. I'm so sorry. We are actually um, in getting ready to have a heat wave. So uh, I know you're getting ready to travel down here in a – in a few days. So just FYI, this weekend is supposed to be very, very, very warm. Very warm. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. So, and I am so excited, Dorena. Like, I'm so excited to, to talk to you and learn more about you. And I'm excited that we're in our current coaching group together. And Kathy just loves you to bits. And I'm just so thrilled that I can, I can also be here with you. I am, too. I've heard so much about you for so long. So to be able to actually have this time to connect and to talk is is awesome. I am excited. Well, let's ro- jump right in. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, cool. So, um, so you started your business as a professional organizer, and now you have kind of transitioned into a space doula. So what exactly 
is a space doula and how, how did that come to be? Like, how did you, how'd you do that? I did. So I started one of those things that I have always, I have always organized. I believe the answer in my life, um, whenever, ever I'm stuck is letting go. So whenever I'm feeling anxious, I always, the answer is somehow that I need to let go of something. So based upon that, um, I actually had an interior decorating business for years. My partner moved away and it was no fun to do it without her anymore. So um, kind of let that business fizzle. And she had said to me, you know, you really need to be organizing. So I'm like, great. So I start this whole professional organizing business, um, crossed all my T's, dotted my I's, and I got into it, and it wasn't feeling right. And I'm like, what in the world's going on? Um, and the more that I tried, I'd go into my clients' houses, and they'd want their pantries to look pretty. And... I would make them pretty, but I was right. like, there's something, there's something missing. And I kept wanting to dive deeper. And as I wanted to dive deeper, I was hitting resistance from them. And um, mm. so one day I started, I um, actually spontaneously stopped at my son's karate studio. I needed to pick something up and I was driving by. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to run in. And so the, um, the karate instructor there, he was working on his website. I'm like, oh, I've been working on mine. I'm tweaking it. And so he asked me what I did. And so I'm telling him the story of how I'm really moving away from organizing and I'm really working with people, holding the space for them to create this environment that's going to support them. And it's really all about clearing the clutter, but it's really holding the space for people and holding their hands. And he looked at me and he said, oh, you're a space doula. And you know that time, like, when you hear something and it lands and your whole body tingles? Yes, um, that is so cool. So that happened. And when I was like, yes, that is what I am. I'm a space doula. And so from that, I, I kind of I started looking back on my own birth experiences. So I have three children. My first, um, my oldest just turned 23. And when I was pregnant with him, I desperately wanted a home birth. I wanted to give birth in a tub of water, and I, you know, I was in my 20s. I just had this amazing, I had these books, and it turned out I had a planned cesarean. So that was my first experience of I wanted, like, I wanted to feel what that was going to be like um, with my body, and obviously I didn't have that. So five years later comes along my daughter, and I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to try this again. So I'm in labor, I'm in the hospital, and I had a midwife, and I was in a fair amount of pain. Actually, maybe I didn't have a midwife the first time. The first time I did, the second time I didn't. I was in a fair amount of time, pain, and the doctor comes in, and he's like, oh, the anesthesiologist is outside the door. And I was like, oh, bring him in. So <laughs> second time, you know, I had drugs, you know, forget the, the natural childbirth. By the time my third one came along, who he just turned nine yesterday, so fast forward another 10 years, mm. and I walk in the hospital, and, like, I am two steps in the hospital already asking for drugs. And I'm like, no, I need the drugs. I need the drugs. I don't want to miss that window of opportunity. And so as I thought about that, those three experiences of really wanting um, to feel the sacredness of birth and to know that. I was strong enough that this pain would not kill me, that this was, would be a beautiful thing. I thought, well, if I had a doula, if I had a woman there who could hold, my, hold the vision for me of what I wanted, and when I started 
feeling the pain and the contractions and thinking that the expansion wasn't going to happen, if I would have had somebody saying, yes, you are stronger than you believe, you are more courageous than you believe right now, and support me through that, then I would have had that experience of trusting my body mm. and allowing my body to contract and expand. So that's, that's kind of where my work is now is that I want to hold the space. And when somebody says, I can't do this, this is overwhelming, this is too hard, and the contraction happens, that I can remind them of that expansion that's coming, that creation, that when we clear, it's making space for the expansion and the dreams and the desires to come forth. Oh, so my gosh. <laughs> no, but, like, so, so beautiful and, and so touching. Like, you know, we just never, oh, that was so emotional, too. Um, I, we just never know how people, you know, how, we, how people come to this planet to be who they are. And clearly that, you know, it's like, it's just like the universe lined up for you. And if you wouldn't have heard that, you know, you're a space doula from your, your little boy's, you know, karate teacher. Like I want, you know, I wonder like what that would have changed for you, but I just, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. Like, Oh, and the most I'm like, my heart's fluttering. People. No, but it's not, you know, it's like you go to, excuse me, like the branding coach and your best friends and you like you brainstorm. And this was just this divine divinely inspired this man like so not connected with what I'm doing but yet so connected and so like named exactly my brand now and really what I so wholeheartedly believe in yeah like that's what's so cool you know like that is just like this divine like literally divine intervention like because you can't make that Mm -hmm. stuff up right I mean Mm -hmm. no no you know, that was like clearly universe, you know, that was spirit. That was source saying you are right exactly where you need to be right now to hear this. So here you go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, Thank cool. you, honey. Thank you for that. So as far as, as working with your clients now, like, you know, have you, you know, been always like, clutter free and what do you want to bring to them and you know tell us about that um I have so if if you would have asked me (laughs) this question a few weeks ago even um I would say I'm a very clutter free person but so here's the deal with clutter though it's not always roomfuls or basements or attics full of stuff like sometimes it is but sometimes it can be a single thing so clutter is um, it's what we make a belonging mean that makes it clutter. So what may be clutter for me may not be clutter for you and vice versa. <clears throat> so I am mostly clutter-free, but I was sitting in my office um, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and it was just, it was, there's a whole other story about like, actually having an office, um, But anyhow, I was sitting in my office. I look up in my bookshelf, and I'm like, wow, something just doesn't feel right in here. And so I'm looking, and I'm kind of scanning to see what books are up there. And my eyes land on my grandmother's Bible. And I pull it down, and I open Mm -hmm. it. Like, it flips flips open. 
to Proverbs. And she has, like, you can't even read, like, the words because everything is underlined and notated. But what caught my eye, and I think because she had it in, excuse me, another color, was righteous. And she had righteous underlined so many times. And that really brought me back to um, my childhood and the years I spent with her um, and how she made me feel as a child. And I was never, not just me, but anybody close to her or even not even close to her wasn't good enough. Like you, it was always getting your gold stars and what you did and your value was based upon what you did and how hard you did it. Um, so there was no flow. And my favorite story of her is um, she would say to me, like, oh, you need to eat, you need to eat, here's a piece of pie, oh, by the way, you're fat. Like, all in one uh, breath. What? So <laughs> it was, anyhow. But so as I'm, re- as I'm realizing that this is the energy that is in, I mean, this is the energy, not, I'm not saying all Bibles, but I'm saying this particular one because it was my, and there's the, there's exactly what I mean about clutter. So to one person, you know, the Bible is this beautiful, holy thing. And, and I have my Bible that is that. But then there is this one that is so um, really highlighted the righteous part and the righteous shall prevail and the righteous. And I just thought, yes, she was. But she used it in um, a more condemning kind of way. And so I had been sitting in my office um, thinking, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I need to be pushing more. And so I, mm. um, I actually had the, the opportunity to let that go um, this past weekend, actually. Wow. You know, it's funny. So, I mean, because I, I um, you and I had, and Kathy had had this little, this little conversation before our show um, a couple days ago, and I was inspired. There's a book of one of my very favorite authors, my love, Wayne, but somebody gave it to me that I didn't resonate with, like, in a good way. And I mm. just knew that as much as I love Wayne, I couldn't have that book in my house anymore. I mean, and that was just like a simple little thing that you said to me, right? You know, like this story. So rather than, like, throw it away, I decided to go leave it in the lobby of my apartment building because I felt like somebody else you know, wouldn't have that same energy with this book, and I wanted to share it with somebody. So, so that's what I did. So you really inspired me with that. Oh, that's beautiful. With that conversation. And did, yeah, somebody, and did somebody know. pick it up? Did somebody take it? Did somebody pick yeah, up the gone. book in your? It's gone. It's gone now. I don't oh, know where it is. So. And, and you so have no idea, that, like, have, how um, you just affected somebody's life. Go ahead. Sorry, Kathy. No, it's okay. I just uh, – I was just really thinking about the letting go process and, you know, like Carrie had shared that story with me and it was kind of like she instantly knew after you shared that story with us that she, that that was an energy that she could no longer have. And so the, you know, the person who's trying to declutter their house and how do you really tap into that energy? Like, how did you know to go pick up the Bible? Like, what was the force that, you know, when you're walking around your house and you're thinking, well, how do you get that? you know, inspiration that this is what's holding me back. So it's, how do you, um, you know, is that something that comes yeah. easy to the space doula part of you and then you can teach your clients how to do that? Cause I know for me, I'm like looking around going, Holy cow, I can't haven't opened that box in eight months. I have no idea what's in it. Hmm. 
So it's, um, for me, it's, it's, it's the intuition piece. And so I'm, I'm highly intuitive. And so when I connect with somebody, Mm -hmm. whether it's connecting with a client or connecting with myself, I will get hits. I'll get, um, I was actually working with somebody virtually and (laughs) it was, uh, we were going through our house. And I was, uh, we were on FaceTime, so I could see everything. And she's kind of taking me through, and we were moving stuff and rearranging and recreating her spaces. But she kind of, like, flitted in and out of her laundry room, and I was just like, you need to go back there. And I had no idea why, but I was like, had her start opening cabinets until she opened one. And there was almost, like, her husband was there at the same time, and I almost felt like fireworks between them, like, And, you know, voices got raised. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, time out. What just happened? And so it turned out we had come across um, a baby book of um, her sons from her first marriage. And so there was some history there and there were some tensions. (laughs) Yeah, so it was, so then, you know, we we kind of separated and her husband went one way and she and I talked through this and what it meant and, and how to deal with it. But so So in answer to your question, some of it's intuitive, but what happens, um, so two things. One is that when I'm working with a client, I never, you know, somebody will like expect me to walk into their house or if it's a virtual consultation on the phone and dive into like, oh, you need to get rid of this, this and that. And Mm -hmm. I forewarn them like, no, we're going to sit and talk. Like we're going to talk about your stuff and we're going to talk about your life and we're going to talk about where you're going. And so in the course of that conversation, and it, I don't know why it does, but it surprises me every time I'm in awe because in the course of the conversation, all of a sudden it's like the veil is, you know, is taken away and we see like that thing and what it means and mm-hmm. the stuff gets identified. So it's, it's in the course of that conversation, um, and the unfolding of it, that we can name those things that are holding somebody back. Um, If it's not, you know, if you're doing it on your own, like one of the very, very first steps is um, being playful in your space. Like we are so turned off, um, especially as women, and constantly, you know, like we're achieving and we just were hit from so many different ways, you know, whether it's, being a mother or a wife or, you know, just there's a lot of different hats we, we have on. And we forget that whole play piece. And so I always encourage my clients to really have fun and play in their space and move things. And so to start feeling. And mm-hmm. when we can start mm-hmm. feeling, that's when we're going to tap into what doesn't feel right. And there's a process that I'll take people through, but it's in that, like, how do you want to feel in your space? And if you're not feeling that way, like, if you tell me I want, like, this sanctuary, you know, I want this sacred space and that's not how it feels. You're going to start looking around and saying, okay, what's, what's taking away from this sanctuary feeling? What's making me not feel the way I just said I want to feel. And is it the stuff that makes us feel that way? I mean, like I'm thinking about that, you know, and it's like, it really is a feeling, and one of the things when you were talking about the couple just now that really kind of I was remembering a conversation you and I had and you had said, when, I want to see the one room you don't want to show me. And mm-hmm. so there's, it's, there's some <laughs> shame around how we live, 
privately in our homes or like just like you said, like they didn't want to ever open that cupboard. I mean, I know I have right now when you're talking, I'm thinking of areas that I completely look past. You know, like I don't have a relationship with this corner of the room or, and so I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, really, it's, it's about the feeling and, and, and then, and the clutter does something to our emotions. Can you, can you play with that for me for just a second? (laughs) Yeah, it's that whole, I actually did this um, series of videos called the eight blocks to decluttering and they're the, the eight, uh, there's actually a ninth that I need, (laughs) I need to add to it. But the eighth one is shame. So there's these things which I've identified that are keeping people, they say they want to clear their clutter. They say they want this freedom in this open space, but then they don't do it. And why? And so shame is one of those reasons. Um, I really, I look a lot, I resonate a lot with Brené Brown's um, research. Um, She wrote um, Rising Strong and Daring Greatly and The Gifts of Imperfection. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. in her research on shame and vulnerability, um, she talks about what shame is, and it's the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we're flawed and unworthy of love and belonging. And shame thrives in secrecy and silence and in judgment. So when we keep something hidden, the shame just actually amplifies. But when we can open that door, when we can share that's like when we're in the midst of that shame attack, um, when we can be courageous and we can reach out and you can open that door that you don't want to show me, that's when it takes the power away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so wow. that, that's why I always want, you know, like it, <laughs> this may, I hope this comes across not how it might sound, but that's why I want to go to that space. Like when somebody, like when the tears come, when they're like, I was working with somebody who <laughs> a lot of times it's a game of um, like Tetris almost, you know, you like you move one thing and then another thing. And it's, you know, it's this big puzzle we're putting together. So we move something from one space and you think like, okay, where does this belong? And the answer kept coming like, Oh, this makes sense to be in the attic. Like, why do you have this here? This makes sense to be in the attic. And so, that was the answer that came coming up. And she's like, no, it's okay. No, really, no. And then finally she started crying. I was like, ah, oh, we really need to go in the attic. Oh. And so that's when you, you, you come oh. across. It's, a, it's actually so a healing. Such deep, such deep work, Dorena. And, and, you know, I, I think that the, the space doula, um, it's such deep work when you, when you really allow yourself to say, why am I hanging on to this? And, you know, why can't I let it go? And I just, I really appreciate the fact that uh, I have a space doula in my life. <laughs> you do, you do. So here's, here's the ninth um, block to decluttering, which I, I was actually on another radio show, and I didn't realize it. Somebody came on and asked a question, and I, I quite frankly, I stumbled on it. Uh, yeah, on the question, you know, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know the answer. And so I got off that call and I sat and thought about it and I was like, oh, duh. So the question came around um, and I actually had touched upon it a little bit in some earlier work that I had done about yo-yo decluttering and that thing where um, you declutter, you organize, and then 
it comes back. And you organize and you come back. And it's that person who keeps saying, like, oh, I did this. How come I still have the clutter here? You know, it's not working mm-hmm. for me. So the reason is because there's this thing that whether there's fear around it or there's, there's, there's something that you want, but you're distracting yourself from it. And you're distracting yourself from it because there's either fear around it or there, there's something around that thing. So in this person's case, um, she said that she had all these toys um, that she couldn't manage for her daughter. And um, she's like, I spent, all I want to do is spend time with my daughter. I want to play with her. And, you know, this awesome mom, like, wanted to be connected and wanted to, um, she was a stay-at-home mom, but she's like, why, you know, I spend all this time organizing her toys, and I don't have time to spend with her. And that's at the time I was like, hmm, that's curious. Well, then I was like, the one thing she said right before we hung up, she said, my daughter's hard. And so I've since talked to her about that and about what did she the say? whole. Um, my, her do, her daughter, my was, daughter hard. was difficult to, hard, yeah, hard. difficult okay. to be Thank around. You. Gotcha. Huh. So, you know, she has she's her daughter's a strong personality, and so it was instead of dealing with that, she added all these distract, distractions. So she said what she said she wanted was this relationship, this closeness, this connection with her daughter, but it was hard. So she put distractions there. She put the toys. Like she was so busy managing the toys that, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have time to play with her because I'm managing your toys. Well, when we can get rid of some of those toys, because all her daughter really wanted was that, you know, like when your kids are babies, all they want are the Tupperware. They don't want the, you know, the battery toys. And mm-hmm. But so when you can get rid of the distractions and really like look at, what you say you want, then it's possible to like, okay, now let's, let's talk about, you know, is it, are there issues that you need to address that you're fearful? Are you, are you, are there issues that you need to see? Is there something, you know, like, okay, for me, when my first husband, I use the, I use my kids, same thing, use my kids as a distraction. And I was so involved with them that my first husband was having an affair, and everybody knew. So, like, I went around later on and said, I was the proverbial last to know. Okay, I was the proverbial last to know because I had all these distractions because I knew once I acknowledged the affair that I would have to do something about it, and I didn't want to do anything about it. Oh, wow. So, um, but when I got rid of the distractions, it's like, oh, yeah, there it is. But now, like, I wouldn't do it. Like, it, it paved the way for the life I have now. So it was a beautiful thing. It just seemed scary at the time. <laughs> right. Well, but isn't that kind of how it always is? You know, like, we don't want to deal with things because we think that they're scary. But then once they, once we deal with them, then, like, there's, a, there's an energy that unfolds, you know, like, that's, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. I mean, I, I like I did the fire walk with Tony Robbins, and we literally spent the entire day prepping for the fire walk, and then we did it, and then you know we all went back, and he was like, "So what did you figure out?" You know, the anxiety of the actual act itself was worse than the act itself. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, Always. it's like just right. Mm-hmm. So we trip in our heads. We just like our minds like just go crazy with 
what could be or not be. And, you know, it, I think it's, it sounds like the bottom line is, you know, we just are not willing to honor and, and our, our own selves and know our worth. And you do that, Dorina. You allow us to do that, which is so beautiful. Like, it's just so, I'm just so moved by this conversation. I can't even tell you. Like, I'm sitting here looking around my house and going, okay, so when can we FaceTime? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so this is how I just like, okay, I'm ready. Here, here we go. <laughs> but so picture this. Because this is how I like describe it now. Like if you were setting a stage, like if you were putting on a play, you want absolutely everything on that stage to support the play that you're putting on. You want to invoke those feelings. You want um, mm. everything to resonate. So if you have this dream, if you have this life that you want to create, then you need your environment to support you. You need every freaking thing in your home to radiate positive energy back at you so that you can be inspired. Mm. So if you, if you want to, um, I don't know, like grab something, grab a desire, you know, and you want that, you want your environment supporting that. You want to radiate all that positive energy so you're, again, I'm probably repeating myself ten times, but – you want to be inspired. You want to, and you don't want to walk into your house and feel drained and tired. And like you spend a lot of time in your home, even if you only sleep there, that's, you know, hopefully like a good eight hours that you're in that space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So do you, like, do you kind of like when you do your thing, like, do you walk around and like tell people like, okay, like get rid of this or get rid of that? Or is it kind of one of those things where you work with them and they kind of figure it out? And then like, can you, I guess, like, can you clear the energy of something? Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and when they deal with it, like, does that clear the energy of the item, mm-hmm. if good you will? Question. Good question. I think it can. Yeah, it is a good question. Um, Thanks. I think you can. <laughs> I I think you can, you know, if you can truly (laughs) let go of the emotion behind it and stop making it mean that thing. So I guess my closest example is um, kind of back to my grandma's Bible. I took it, I, again, coincidentally, not coincidentally, right after I discovered (laughs) it, um, I had a trip booked before I even discovered it, before it was even a thought in my head, I had a trip um, out to Kansas to visit my family. And so when I, when I discovered the Bible, I was like, well, crap. Like I'm all about, I'm big on ceremony and ceremoniously letting things go. I'm like, I can't burn this. Like that just sounded like, I'm like, I can't do that. So what am I going to do? And it was so written on and her name was imprinted with gold on the cover. So I'm like, what do I, I can't donate it. I can't, what am I going to do with it? So I'm like, oh, I'm going to bring it to Kansas with me. And so I'm with my whole family and it was this hot potato and nobody wanted it. I'm like, what am I going to do with it? So we actually, my brother and I went out to her, her grave and we actually buried it at the foot of her grave. But what fell wow. out, um, what fell out before we did that was a bookmark. And so this was like two days before Easter. And what fell out of the Bible was a bookmark with her, like the cross stitched, with her initials cross stitched on it and a butterfly. And I'm like huge into butterflies. And it said happy Easter on it. 
And no I took way. it out and I kept it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I kept it because what I realized in that moment bearing the Bible is that I truly believe where she's at now, like her gift to me is, is now letting all of that go. And, um, and letting the ancestry, because so much of our stuff really gets carried on, and to let go of that piece. Um, and so it, it's, the bookmark now is a reminder to me of her, her without all of the, mm-hmm. the judgment, like I get her that. and her purest light and her, like of who I believe she is underneath of all of that stuff that she quite honestly got from her parents. You know, so the way she was treated and the way she was raised is why she was the way she was. And now I don't believe, you know, I believe she's in her truest divine self. And that was a reminder of who she is now. So I'm not sure if I answered your question, but um, I do believe if you can really clear, clear an object's energy, then, yeah, it's fine to keep. But if that Mm -hmm. is too difficult or sometimes it's easier, literally it's, um, just to let it go. Yeah. Well, I just, cause I'm looking around my house, you know, and I'm like thinking about, and, and just kind of in general, it's like we have attachments to things, you know, mm-hmm. we have attachments to items. Like there's a necklace that I wear only, only, I only wear one piece of jewelry and it's this necklace. And I just, but, but for me, it's like, a beautiful, special, like, it's so special to me, you know, but there are other things that I think, you know, oh, I could get rid of this, but, you know, oh, maybe I'll need it, you know what I mean? Like, well, maybe I'll need it one day, (laughs) like that kind of thing. And, and that's the resistance. Yes. It's like, well, if you, you know, it's been four years, have you used it? No. Okay. Well, there's a really good chance that you're not gonna, you know, (laughs) you're not going to need it. So, I'm just, I'm, I'm just digging this. I'm just like, I'm so, I'm really, I'm, I'm like sitting here looking around going, wow, like, so what is, you know, it, because it really takes you to another level. I mean, this is not, this is not organizing, you know, like you, you, like it is, but it, it is such at a deeper level. I mean, like when I think (laughs) of an organizer, it's like they come over and they put, you know, they get you bins from the container store and they organize (laughs) your life, but they don't even, you know, like you, you just really get in there and look at the stuff and like that, that really truly makes our lives so much more divine and, and we can live so, with such freedom and, and peace and, you know, just, I'm just blessed to, to be introduced to you right now and to be able to interview mm. you because this has really touched me in such a beautiful way. Um, so I just, I have one, one question about your work and that is like, is there one thing that like you, you've done, like what is like one, like what magic have you performed that like has totally transformed someone's life? Like what is that one story that you just like, go, Oh my God, like this is why I do what I do. Or I mean, there could be many, but you know, like, yeah, I was going to say what, there, I mean, there's, um, there's one that I think has, we probably we probably have seen the results already, and then there's a lot of other ones where we have named we've named the clutter, we've named that story, 
and um, and so I'm excited to see how it unfolds. So there's some that are in process. Um, one that I that I love is a woman who um, called me up and was going through a divorce, and I think that is like one of the best times to when whether it's a divorce or a separation or just whatever untangling from a relationship because there again there's so much meaning in our stuff and so when we can untangle our belongings and really um separate out it's such a beautiful time to to clear so anyhow so she called me up and I went over to her house and she said you know, my her house was like spotless and there was like, if you would have looked at it, there was no clutter. And she said, um, you know, my, my kids want to know why I even hired you to come here. And I was like, thinking to myself, yeah, I kind of, <laughs> kind of wondered too. <laughs> but we started going, we spent um, hours and hours and hours going through her house. And as we like really dug into stuff, this, again, the stories start coming up. And it was some stories about her husband, her, you know, her former husband, her husband is what I've been saying lately. So I walk into this one room and I'm like, tell me about that painting. And she's like, oh, that was my husband's. And it was his from his first marriage where he hung. So he brought a picture into their marriage. From his previous marriage and hung on her wall because it was her house. Stop moved it in. right there. <laughs> and I'm like, can we please like take this down right now? So that was one of those intuitive hits because she had had it up. She had cleared all of his stuff. Like she had moved all of his stuff out, but she was kind of had missed it. It was hung on the wall. It was in her daughter's bedroom and it, you know, until a fresh set of eyes and it just, because it didn't fit. Like, you remember that Sesame Street song that like one of these things doesn't like match with the others? Like that's kind yes. of how this was. Yes. It was like, one of these things doesn't belong. Which one is it? Um, <laughs> so anyhow, so there was a number of things that we did like that. And then like the last day we're working together, I was like, did you clear out? his nightstand and she's like and she had already gotten new bedding she had like new headboard and I mean she was pretty far down the process of clearing things out and really we had this vision of what her life what she wants her life to look like we open up this drawer that she had forgotten about and it was like his reading glasses and magazines and we're like both like oh my god and we're like grab all this stuff and throw it out so fast forward <laughs> we, we clear out we clear her space top to bottom. We actually energetically, after we cleared, physically cleared the clutter, we energetically cleared it and we, we smudged it and we prayed over her space and we lit candles all over and we had the vision for her, her life. And um, I got the text from her we, um, just a little bit ago, um, earlier this winter, that she had met this man and she's like, oh, my God, this is it, and I'm falling in love again. So it's just it's this mm. beautiful story that when we can really clear out um, some of the, the yucky stuff, you know, it's really creating space for the new to enter. That is such a beautiful story. I, I, I so love that story, and I love that uh, you get the feedback, you know, just to kind of see where that led for her. 
And, you know, and there's just so many places I could take this, this conversation. And I'm like sitting there going, oh, my God, oh, my God. Because one of the things that you did uh, is you actually had an online course, did you not, that helped women in this particular situation when they're going through a divorce. And, you know, we've talked about that you lead divorce support groups. And and that is really a long process for women, more than men. And maybe I'm being a little bit, you know, biased there. But I think, you know, I've seen in my own life where some of the men that, you know, even my father, they can move on very quickly. They don't even need to clear the space. They don't care. They can just kind of move on. Where women, we take a longer process. So I'm sure that was a bit of a process for your client and uh, had a lot of ups and downs and emotions in it. But I just really appreciate that story because I think divorce is a huge process that you have to go through. So if, when you add to that benefit of clearing out all the stuff, I think that that's a great, you know, a great service to have when you're going through that because sometimes you just sit and cry for a month, you know, even if you wanted right. to divorce, you know, it, right. you, it doesn't matter because like, you know, I remember my first divorce, I cried every single day and I walked out the door, you know, grateful that I had a place to go because I knew it had to end, but I still was like, why am I crying every day? So it's a real huge process and not to switch gears from that, but, but my, my, my rational mind is saying, okay, so decluttering, clutter clearing, there's the books I haven't read in six years. Like Carrie was saying, there's the stack of magazines from when I had the Oprah subscription, can't throw Oprah out. Uh, you know, there's uh, <laughs> pile over here of medicine in my closet that I probably is outdated and expired and I just grab the towel and shut the closet door. So what are some of your tools for those specific sort of rational, immediate, how can I start to clear this space with this type of clutter in my life? Right. Okay. So there's a whole practical part to this, right? So we can, you know, I can go in the woo-woo, airy-fairy space, and I live there a lot, but there's, there's a practical piece of it. And there's a practical piece of that voice that says, what if, what if? So um, the medicines, the medical braces, the crutches, and quite honestly, I literally, that was my last trip to um, the thrift store that I, I support run <laughs> a lot, I just took um, a knee brace, an ankle brace, a pair of crutches. You know, so my kids had each broken a foot and ankle. I had, you know, some knee soreness a while back. Well, what I'm saying, why I'm keeping that is, oh, I might need this if I get hurt. Well, is that really what I want to bring into my awareness? Like oh pain God. and suffering and hurtness? Like, is that the space I want to be in? And like, no, I don't want, I don't want to be saving for what if somebody breaks their leg, I'll have a set of crutches. So the worst case scenario is, oh, I might need to get another set of crutches if that were to happen, but I don't even want that in my space. I don't want that to be part Mm -hmm. of my reality. Mm -hmm. And our thoughts, you know, our thoughts create, right? So, um, So we all is, know that. We can that three are being agreement. <laughs> right, right. So I don't want to see, I don't want to, every time I open my closet, I didn't want to see that I had uh, plantar fasciitis. Is that, am I saying it correctly? And I was, every time I opened my closet, I saw the boot. 
And I'm like, I don't want to remember that summer that we were at the beach and I could barely walk. That was no fun. Um, wow. So that's, that's one kind of asking yourself, I'm keeping this in the event of what? And really wanting to live in the present moment. Um, oh, my God. So amazing. In regards yeah. to your magazines, um, I had a woman, and she actually, um, she wasn't a client. It was a conversation I had at a trade show, and I'm still curious to this day um, what she did. So she came up, and her husband's like, oh, my God, my wife needs you. And, and I'm like, well, what's going on? And he said that she had all these magazines, stacks and stacks of magazines that she couldn't get rid of. And she didn't read them. And I said, well, what would you rather be doing besides reading these magazines? And she said, I want to be outside gardening. But I feel too guilty to go out and garden because I have these magazines to read, but she's not reading the magazine. <laughs> um, oh, so, you know, how many, like, we, ha- we all have so many of those. Like, we think we should yeah. be doing something. We think we should be inspired by the Oprah magazines. And we probably are, but there might be something that's more pertinent right now. And so um, for her, it turned out she was a retired librarian. And so she was used to having knowledge at her fingertips. Like she wanted, mm-hmm. she wanted all this knowledge. She wanted, you know, so I, I'm like you. I have all these books of inspiration. And it's like, that's who I want to be. But at the same time, if I look at them and they make me feel less than, then let them go. Can you, you know, can you find that online or just trust that you will get, like if there was an article that you were like, oh my God, I'm going to miss something in there. You know what? The universe is going to give it to you again. You're going to, like if there was some article on whatever in the Oprah magazine and you toss it because you haven't had time to read it and every time you look at the pile of magazines, you're like, oh my gosh, I should do that. Oh my gosh, I should do that. Oh yeah. Let it go. Let it go. And And it will come back if it needs to. Yeah. Physically walking the magazines out to the recycling bin, bin. And, and if someone wanted to start like a process of decluttering their house, with with this in mind that there's some emotional you know part of this, you know an hour a day, you know do you do that the whole thing at once or is this something that you know you would recommend to someone you know just do an hour a day or just do every Sunday or what. What process would you recommend for a person who just really, you know, like in a six-month window wanted to have a completely different life as far as their, their so, space? So, yeah, it kind of – one is you need to commit. You know, you need to commit to, to that life, uh, the life that you want. So mm-hmm. in terms of a process, mm-hmm. if somebody said, like, okay, this is – I want to change my life and I'm feeling held back. So first I would say, okay, what – what is that life? Start dreaming. You know, what is the life that you want? What does that look like? And and why? And why do you want that? Um, And so being able to, um, to name it, why you want it, the power behind the why. And then um, the next step is really visioning what that looks like, whether it's a vision board or um, a Pinterest, like I'm a big fan I'm a big fan of Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. lost in the rabbit too. hole. Yes. But what I did is I actually when I created my office, I created a Pinterest board and I just started pinning everything that grabbed my attention. So oh my that God, I could God. have a mm-hmm, that you could just I could picture what I wanted and how I wanted to feel. So I knew I wanted in my office everything to be a hell yeah. But anything in here was gonna be inspiring, it was gonna be creative, it was gonna be whimsical. 
so I knew the life. So if I use, if I use myself as an example, um, I knew what I wanted. I wanted to grow my business exponentially. I knew why I wanted to help people. I, I'm like so incredibly passionate about people pursuing that thing that they were told they couldn't do when they were five years old. So whatever that mm-hmm. like, that makes you like dance in the rain and be giddy and sing, I want to help mm-hmm. people get there. Mm-hmm. So then we're on the same path there for sure. <laughs> I just, I get excited about that. So then it's like, okay, now what does that life look like? So for me, it was like, okay, now I know what I want to do. I was doing it, but I was doing it on my kitchen table. I knew why I wanted my office space because I needed space that I could create and I couldn't create it at the kitchen table when the kids were running through the house. So then I used my Pinterest board to start creating pictures and what I want it to look like, how I want it to feel. And then you go through, okay, now I need to get rid of everything that doesn't make me feel that way. And in answer to your question about timing, um, commit to it. First make a commitment and, and put it on your calendar, you know, write down on the date, the time, like block off that time to do it. And so Mm -hmm. what might work for me may not work for you, depending upon what else is involved in your life. Um, I, let me stop there for a second. But um, the one thing is if you commit to, I have an hour, a half hour is going to be clutter clearing and the other half hour is going to be putting stuff back. So you might say, okay, I'm just going to do a drawer. Well, so for a mm-hmm. half hour, you're going to take stuff out, but then you need to give yourself another half hour to put stuff back, you know, so that you're not, you don't have like a bomb exploded in your house and you've got stuff everywhere. If you right. take the time so out and don't put it back every, in. Yeah. Tackle one yeah, area I would, you can, at a time. You could, there's two ways you can do it. You can clutter clear by room or you can clutter clear by category. So you might say, I'm going to just start in my bedroom and this is the space I'm going to clear. And I'm going to spend an hour, I don't know, hour every day if you had that much time or an hour once a week. And I'm going to just start picking, like I always say, like whatever your eye lands on, I am like so convinced that the minute you ask the question, should I get rid of this? You already know the answer. You wouldn't be asking the question if you didn't know. Wow. Mm, wow. That's a good one. That is a good so one. So as you're going, um, just whatever your eye lands on, just start. And you can have, you can do boxes if you want. You can have a box to donate, a box to toss. You can even have a maybe box. Um, mm, I, like I was that. not, I was actually not a proponent of a maybe box. I thought it was a horrible idea when I heard it because I thought it was another excuse for people to keep the things that I, you know, that they think they need to let go of, that they probably should let go of. So I thought it was an excuse until <laughs> I saw the light. Um, so a maybe box is when you have that, um, that shirt, and you're like, oh, I really want to get rid of this. I'm not sure. You know, and you kind of go back and forth and you're ping-ponging. Um, then um, you put it in the maybe box. You put a date on the box along with whatever other stuff. So for me, I'll tell you my maybe box. There's a bunch of clothes that I don't fit into. And I am going to put them in a maybe box. 
I'm going to date it. I'm going to put the date on it. Um, and in six months, if I still don't fit in those, I'm not going to open it up. I'm not going to, like, touch them and feel them and reattach to them. They're just going straight to the thrift store. Wow. So a maybe box has, a, has an expiration date. It's that thing that you're not quite sure you can let go of yet. But the, the kicker, and this is where, like, I'm really firm about, is that you're not going to open the box again. You're not going to try on the clothes again. I mean, you might, I guess clothes may be a little bit different because you might say, okay, do I fit in this? But you're not going to go, I, maybe it would be like, okay, have I, do I weigh less now than I did six months ago? If I, if I don't and I know they're not going to fit again, I, it's just they're going to go. Wow, yeah, I've never really had a problem letting go of clothes because I love to shop. So <laughs> I'm always like, haven't worn it, move on. So, so Durant, yeah. what would you say is the best time for someone, you know, to seek out your services? And, 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 and if they resonate with you, uh, how can they work with you? How do we get a hold of you? Um, in terms of when to do this, like the minute you feel inspired is, is the time to take action. Um, mm-hmm. that whole like inspired is like in breath. It's just like, that's a divine calling. And so the minute you have that, like, Oh, I want this to be different. I'm not comfortable in my space. I don't, I'm feeling stuck. Then yeah, reach out and let's figure it out and start clearing and come up, come up with a plan and accountability. Cause sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you just need yeah. to it's check really in with coaching. somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in terms of getting in touch, um, my website, um, has all my contact information and that's DorenaCores.com, which is, uh, D-O-R-E-N-A-K-O-H-R-S, like Sam. Um, and so there's a contact I have, like, I'm obsessive about answering emails. And so there's no question, you know, I, I, I grew up with that. There's no question too small, um, I do a 20-minute um, free consult, a coaching call. So in 20 minutes, we can we can kind of dive dive in and see what might be tripping you up. I love that, Lorena. Um, I'm so, can, so excited to yeah. So people can reach out on your website. They can find you on Facebook for sure. And yeah. Uh, on, on space on Facebook, are you Dorena Cores or what, what, how do you find am, you on Facebook? Space Doula. So it's facebook.com backslash Space Doula. And um, the, um, the link to my Facebook account and Instagram is on, um, is on my website. And then Perfect. you can sign up. Like I have, the, I have the Eight Blocks to Decluttering, which is a video series. So mm-hmm. you can go on my website and you can sign up and then you can see a whole bunch of videos and hear you know, what might be holding you back from actually doing the work and that you want to do. And those are all free videos, and I have watched them, and they have yep. helped me many, many times. So we are so <laughs> grateful. We have four minutes left, and at the end of every show, we do a Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote, and we pick an angel card. So hey, stay, stay on the line because um, Carrie's going to give us our quote and pull an angel card, and then I'm going to try it if we have time to pull one for you. So, Carrie? Oh, thank you. That'll be fun. Um, okay, so I, I pulled up this Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote today, and it so resonates with everything that we just talked about. And it says, let the world know why you're here and do it with passion. Mm. I just love that for today. It's like just 
You know, like we are all here together as one, but we are all individuals. And it's like sing from the rooftops, like why you're here. You know, it's like if you build it, they will come kind of thing. It's just, I, just, I love that one. And then um, I pulled a card from my very favorite deck, which is the Magical Mermaids and Dolphins. And today mm. the card that I pulled is Alchemy, which is one of my favorites. And it says, you have the Midas touch right now, and every project you begin turns to gold. So if you're going to begin your space cluttering, you're going to totally succeed at it. It's going to turn to gold. I love that. That's mm-hmm. So, Dorena, I pulled a card for you, and this is from the Power Tarot cards, which is, for me, one of the most uh, – decks that is present for I, I really feel like when I pull from this deck it has to do with what's going on in our present so I pulled the four of Gabriel and it's very beautiful I'll send you the picture there's an angel over sort of a couple in a gazebo and it says time for a celebration abundant rewards for hard work release yourself from burdensome situations It's the time of stability and peacefulness. And so, like, the message is basically, like, you've really just been doing a lot of hard work on yourself. And right now you just really today should be celebrating all of that hard work and just really resonating with yourself. Like, wow, like, doing the work that you do and how many people you've helped and just sort of take a little pat on the back today. And I'm taking that for myself, too, because we all know my story. And, like, today I feel like, wow, even though I – worked really hard like I have to pat myself on the back because we do it we we have to celebrate our successes so that's what I get from this card this morning love that but you just gave me permission to go to the lingerie store today because that's what I've (laughs) clutter cleared I've been clutter clearing my lingerie drawer and I'm like oh I get to go shopping now (laughs) Woohoo! yay that's awesome I'm with you I'm with you on that. So I wanted to thank our guest, Dorena, and I want to thank my co-hostess, Carrie. This was really exciting and fun for us to be able to have interviews and grow our radio show. And on, we will not have a show next week because I am going to be in Disneyland. And if you went through the archives and listened to our last show when I was in Disneyland, yeah, you'll know why we're not having a show next year. And it's actually quite comical, so if you want a good chuckle, go back to the archives. But uh, we'll be, we will be back on May 3rd, and we will have a guest named Mary Shore. She's an author who won the Hay House uh, Writing uh, Contest, and she has a book coming out called Words That Work, Conscious Communications, which is a step-by-step guide to harness the power of your words, to change your mind, your choices, and your life. And we're super excited to have her on the show on May 3rd. Dorena. I can't thank you enough. We will be in touch. And uh, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you. It's been fun. Love you guys. Have a great, beautiful rest of your week. And aloha. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye.